Morgan Freeman once said in an interview, to begin to end racism, you need to stop talking about it. And that got me thinking. Because what we're dealing with today, with critical race theory, and I've watched a lot of interviews from so-called experts, most of them black experts, on telling me why we need to introduce critical race theory, why we need to address it. And I keep going back to some very common basic questions that nobody seems to be able to answer. And when I say nobody, it's because I've been asking in person, online, in chats, I've asked these questions. It's not like I just sit back and wait for the answers to fall in my lap. Number one is, what are we teaching critical race theory for? You know, you have to you have to ask yourself, why are we doing it? All right, there has to be a goal. Pretty much every answer, it the, the answers get very convoluted, and the typical people use a politician's answer where the <laughs> where the the answer becomes some twisted uh, spaghetti path. But at the very end of it, they always end up saying, "Well, you need to teach." critical race theory so you can understand black history, so you can understand oppression, so you can be taught uh, where they're coming from and what they're doing in the world. Okay, so why, why do I need to know that? Am I supposed to become more sympathetic towards what they're doing? I mean, how they're acting, how they're behaving, how they're fitting into the world. I mean, are you teaching me about their history so that I have compassion? So that I, I don't know, what are you teaching me for? I get that you want me to understand their history and I want you to, you want me to understand as closely as any white guy ever could. Uh, you want me to understand what they went through. And okay, why? Is, is that supposed to, uh, it educates me so I can do what with that information? Is it just for understanding? Because some people just come out and say, well, you need, we need to uh, teach racism so people understand that it's out there. Okay, well, I think everybody understands it's out there, so that's a, that's a bullshit argument. We need to teach critical race theory so people are aware that racism exists in America. I don't think there's any idiot out there who doesn't think that racism in some fashion exists. So that's a dumb argument. We're not don't don't say that. Don't say we're teaching it so you can be aware that racism exists or you can be aware of racism. How stupid are you? So we go back to again, why are we teaching it? Well, you have to understand the history. All right. Well, uh you can teach a history class. You don't have to call it critical race theory. Just call it a history class and we get it. Um well, we want you to understand it. Yeah, I got that part. What am I understanding? Well, the oppression, I get that. What for? Why do you want me to relive this? And more to the point, why are you teaching black kids today how bad slavery was and how bad Jim Crow was and the KKK? Uh, what, what are you bringing it up for? It was a very fucked up time in America, and there was a bunch of fucked up people that did that shit. But we squashed it. We got past it. We're done. Let's move on. We, we corrected it. And it's almost like, People want to say, no, 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 no. I want to bring it up again. I want to bring it up again. And you're going to understand it. And you're going to get it. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you that we're, yeah, I got it, man. I, 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 I get it. And I'm going to sidestep for a second to Bill Maher, who for 20 years I hated that guy. I thought he was a fucking political 
comic hack because a lot of what he used to say was just to get a laugh out of the audience and clapping hands and cheers. It doesn't matter if he made a point. All he did was score some laughs and cheers and say, oh, you know, the he'd make fun of Trump. Oh, the orange-haired guy. You know, the orange-haired guy can't do anything. Can people with orange hair do stuff right? And everyone would laugh and carry on like he, like he made some point. Well, he didn't. He was just making some political stupid jab at something, and everybody cheered, and on they went. But it makes him look like a hero, kind of the way The View operates 100% of the time. Those chicks on there just run their mouth, the audience cheers, and they pretend they've made some great point, and they've made no point. You know, they're just standing there uh, congratulating each other on what wonderful human beings they're all trying to be. So back to Bill Maher. Um, In the last year, I have really seen him begin to uh, take the Democratic Party to task. And one of the times was when I was watching, uh, was an interview he was doing, and it had, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, he's a black man on there, I'm guessing he was a professor, and he was trying to explain to Bill and the audience why we were teaching critical race theory and why that was such a big thing that we all had to go do. And uh, I still don't get his point, but it all came back to the same thing. It all came back to... Uh, You have to understand the history. And even Bill was saying, why? I don't want to be reminded of what my great-great-grandfather did to your great-great-grandfather. I'd soon forget that and move on. And the guy got mad. Oh, yeah, you'd like to forget. Yeah, I don't want to be reminded of this shit all the time unless there's a point to it. If there's a point to it, then I'm in. Why are we teaching this? Well, you have to understand. You have to understand the oppression. Yeah, I heard that all before. What am I doing with that information? I mean, do you want me to behave differently? You want me to have more patience? You want me to be kinder? I mean, give me something. Because if you... Because that's that's what they said on the news when they were burning cities of Portland and pretending those weren't riots. They said, well, look at what they're doing over there. They're burning down their own cities. They're burning down black shop owners. They're burning shit to the ground. And the news would say, well, you don't understand 400 years of oppression. So if I did understand 400 years of oppression, I would forgive them for what they're doing. I would, I would be okay with it because I understand that their great-great-grandfather was enslaved and beaten, and so this is clearly okay. Because if that's why you're teaching me critical race theory is so that I can be more tolerant and forgive lawlessness or when black people break the law, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that for white people. I'm not going to do it for Mexicans, Asians, black people. I'm not doing it for anybody. Okay, so if you're, if you're going to try to teach me some weird, you know, oppression thing within, in, and goes along with critical race theory, I'm not in if, it's, if it, that's what it's for. If you're going to try to sway my opinion when they do bad things. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So why are we teaching it? And more to the point, why do we keep bringing it up? I mean, you're going to have to convince me. I was doing, um, actually Gen Z Kid was doing an online uh, chat with someone through YouTube the other day, and I read all of it. And Gen Z Kid kept asking the guy, why are we teaching this? Why do we keep bringing it up? Why don't we shut up and move on? And the guy says, well, there are still, 
there's some places, there's some places where racism is still pretty, pretty evident. Okay, let's stop talking about it. Let's go fix those places. Well, you don't understand. He was talking about, what was it, sundown towns. And I guess that was a thing where uh, if you were out past sundown as a black person, the white people could beat you up or kill you. Okay, well, that's stupid and fucking wrong. If it still exists and we need to go down there and force it, just beat the shit out of everybody that's doing that. That's incredibly dumb. Um, but why, why, if, it's, if it's something happening right now, then let's go address it. Yeah, bring it up. But here's how I feel, and I'm going to kind of summarize a little bit of what's going on in my head with this stuff. If you are going to keep bringing up slavery and oppression, slavery and oppression, well, let me tell you what happened to my great-granddaddy. Let me tell you what happened in my family tree. Let me tell you what happened here. Let me tell you. Okay, I got it. But I think you're just bringing it up to make everybody angry. I think you're just stirring the pot, man. You're just you're bringing it up for the purpose of bringing it up. And when someone calls you out on it, someone says, you know, you're just bringing this shit up to keep it alive, to keep that fire going, to keep everybody angry. Half the people say, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm doing. I need you to recognize. I need you to focus. I, mean, I want to keep it alive and in the forefront. Uh, Black Lives Matter. I'm going to kneel before the flag. And I'm going to keep talking about it. Why? Well, talking about racism is the only way to fix it. Well, okay, uh, is talking about old racism the only way to fix it? You can keep bringing up all the oppression for 400 years. Is that the way to fix it? Now, if you tell me there's racism today in a certain town or a certain place or a certain person or a group, I'm all for it. Let's roll up their sleeves, go down there and beat the shit out of those guys. Can't be tolerated. But it's almost like if you want to sit there and say, well, you know, things are going along pretty good. We're getting along. We're, we're squashing racism. Well, yeah, but you know what? Remember 400 years ago, remember 200 years ago, remember 300 years ago, and by the time you're done talking, everybody's pissed. The black people that weren't that mad are now riled up again. The white people are riled up and pissed off of what their ancestors did. You just got everybody all fucking pissed again. Why? Like I said, half the people say, well, we have to get to the forefront. You don't got to bring up the past, dummy. You don't got to bring up that shit. Let's bring up what's going on right now and go fix it. You know? The other half of the people say they hide behind, well, it's, it's history. You... Are you trying to squash black history? Are you trying to erase black history? You trying to, are you trying to squash us, hold us down? Are you trying to put our history on the back burner? No, dumb shit. I'm not. Teach it in a history class. Tell them it's fucked up and wrong. Tell them these people fucked up, these people got hurt. We're past it now. Yeah, talk about that shit. But you keep stirring things up. I have actually been to meetings where there's 50 or 60 people that go in and, and, and people I know, friends of mine, and they're like, all right, let's go talk about this. Let's see what this is going to be all about. When they come out, black people are more angry than when they went in. All you've done is made it worse because now they're looking at all the white people and they're more angry. The white people are angry. I mean, you, you, and I think they know that. I think they know that they're making it worse. I think they're bringing it up just to bring it up, just to stir it up. And boy, when you say, stop doing that, what do they do? They throw out the race car. Oh, you're just racist. You're oppressing us. No, I'm trying to fix it by having you shut the fuck up. How many of you can, can relate to this story, okay? How many of you, you have a wife or a girlfriend, and or maybe this is something that's happened in your past maybe, 
and all they do is bring up their ex-boyfriend or their ex-husband. Well, you know, this guy used to beat me, and this guy used to treat me bad, and this guy used to talk shit about me, and this guy took all the money, wouldn't let me spend. This guy told me where I could go and how to dress. And you're like, okay, well, that's not me. Shut the fuck up about it. You're, you're past that point. You're not in that relationship anymore. You're here. <laughs> well, it's part of my life. Don't you want to know everything about me? No, I really fucking don't. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear that shit. I don't like it when, an, when a girlfriend or a wife brings up their past, their problems. I don't like it when it's, I don't like it when it's something I've done wrong. I've corrected my problem. I've fixed it. I've moved on. Can we just drop it now? Yes, I want to drop it. You know? Well, when you have them talking about their ex-boyfriend or their ex-husband and all the shit he put them through, you're like, look, I can't go back in the past and fix what your fucked up ex-husband did. Okay, all I can tell you is I'm not that guy and I wish you'd shut the fuck up and stop talking about it. Well, we seem okay with that. We seem okay with telling them, could you drop it, quit living in the past? And we can all relate to this. There's, there's girls that have, there's guys that have done that to girls. There's women out there that have the same thing happen to them with men, with boyfriends or husbands. But, you know, there's a lot of it that's, that's men dealing with, with wives or girlfriends that do that. We, everybody knows what I'm talking about. This isn't a goddamn secret. And we seem to be okay with quit. We, we tell them the right information. Stop living in the past. Stop talking about your ex-husband. Stop talking about this shit. Let's move on. I don't act that way. I'm sorry they did, but it's not me. Let's move forward. The more I, You tell them the more you bring it up, we have to start all over again. The more you talk about it, the worse it gets. Can we just fucking drop it and live our lives from this moment on? And when they do things start getting better. Can you imagine if there was a mandatory class in every marriage that once a year you had to sit down and rehash all the shit you did that was fucked up or all the shit in her ex's life that was mandatory and say, well, you, you do want to know everything about your partner, don't you? You don't, you don't appreciate their history? You don't want to know how they got to this point in life? Sometimes like, I got it. But no, I don't want to hear it every week. I don't want to hear it every month. In fact, I don't ever want to hear it again. Why can't some of those things translate to where we're at with racism? And I know as soon as you say that, oh, well, you're just a racist and you're oppressive, because, boy, they sure love to throw out that racist card. In fact, I've been in discussions live and in person when people have nowhere else to go with the discussion. They go, well, you're just a white racist, I can tell. Oh, you can tell. Yeah, well, that's good, because I'm not. But I'm glad you just throw that out there. But they do that. They throw down the racism card and they turn and walk away cocky and proud and high-fiving each other. And they're totally wrong. They're 100% wrong. But that's how they justify it. And if you try to go, look, could you please, let, let's just leave the, the whole early racism of the 40s and 50s and the 60s. We'll teach you this history and what happened and the movement and slavery is gone and we did the right thing. We fixed it and we're squashing it and we're, 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 we're moving on. I leave that in a history class and that's it. I don't need to try to understand your oppression. I don't. I get it. It's fucked up. In fact, the more I try to understand it, the more you guys laugh at me and go, you know, I don't know why you're trying to do all this. You're never going to get it because you're white. You're never truly going to understand. Well, you're trying to make me understand every time I turn around. Yeah, well, you're not going to, so don't even pretend you get it. Okay, so don't pretend I get it and don't ignore it. 
I, I don't know. You got me. You guys got me in the middle. I don't know what to do now. And the problem is, and this is with most situations in America, um, you get people numb to it. You know, the Black Lives Matter was a big movement. Antifa was a big movement, you know, a year ago. And for some reason, it just sort of vanished. Kind of weird. I guess all the racism's gone. You know, as soon as the election was over, everything just kind of, whoof, was vanished. And it's all over with. But the problem is you get Americans desensitized to where, you know, when one guy kneels before a flag, that makes headlines. It's like, oh, everybody knows Colin Kaepernick. But there's been... 85 other NFL players that have knelt. Does anybody know their names? No. Because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't sink in. It doesn't stick anymore. It, it doesn't matter. All now it just looks disrespectful. Now it just looks like you're a big baby about it. You're not powerful. You're not courageous. You're just trying to grab the limelight. And nobody cares. You've desensitized it. You've done it so much that nobody cares. You've taken your cause and you've put it everywhere on every sporting event on the pitcher's mounds you put it on the back of jerseys to work it's in everybody's face so much they become numb to it it becomes noise that they can't see through and nobody cares you've ruined it you took something that was important and you've you've ruined it by saturating to everyone's like who cares anymore you just i see it everywhere it's it's written on the outside of my trash can when i take it down to the street every every thursday so who cares it's that kind of stuff you you, you desensitize the rest of us. Well, that's what you're going to do with this critical race theory. No one's going to understand why you're doing it because you don't really have a clear message. You can't say, well, it's history, and you don't want to deny us our history, do you? No, then teach it in history class. Well, you have to understand the level of oppression. One, you tell me I can't understand it, so why am I trying? You're going to make fun of me when I say that I understand. You can tell me I can't. Number two, why do I need to know that? What, what, what do I do once I achieve that level of understanding your 400-year plight of oppression? Once I, once I get a new grasp on it, what do I do with that information? Because if I'm going to all of a sudden be tolerant to criminals, I'm not. I don't know what you want me to do. So I don't get it. I, the, the whole picture is kind of fuzzy to me. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying this so that you'll tell me. Send me some emails. Send me a text message. Send, send something. Tell me what I'm missing here. I'm open to understanding what I'm missing. But it looks like, to me, we're only bringing it up just to stir it up. That you had, No one has given me a solid answer on why we keep fucking bringing it up. And you're doing it so often, you're kind of desensitizing everybody to it where nobody cares anymore. So I don't understand it. I, I think I'm going to go with back to what I opened with. Morgan Freeman said, stop talking about it. That's my first thing. I'm going to agree with him that we should just drop it. You teach it in the history class that, we've, that it was bad. Teach all that you want in that class for the history part of it. And stop talking about it in day-to-day -day life. Quit putting it on, on the street corners. Only talk about things that are happening now. Don't paint Black Lives Matter in the street because of 400 years of oppression. I don't, I don't want to see that. You can paint Black Lives Matter on the street if you're in front of a house of a guy who is a racist, who's a business owner, who beats people. Whatever you, if, that, if there's a problem with this guy, paint it, paint it on the front porch. Yeah, paint it on the street. I'm there with you. 
about something that's going on today, I, I, I get that. But it gets so vague when you talk to people that really are just part of a movement to be part of a movement. Well, we're talking about oppression and slavery and 400 years a year. I oh, got it. You don't really have a message, do you? Because if you think you're making people aware of racism, okay, well, you can stop today because everybody's aware. You don't got to bring it up one more time. Everybody's aware. So in my small, dumb, humble opinion, and I'm just one dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert, so what do I know? But stop talking about it. Squash it wherever you see it. And I mean with force. You do something drastic. And let people just enjoy each other as human beings. And eventually, if you stop talking about it, and you work on the problems as they're the current problems, quit talking about the old shit, it'll go away. Now, is it going to go away entirely? No. Absolutely not. There's always going to be assholes in America that fuck shit up. But that's the great thing about America. We are a work in progress. I stand before the national anthem and before the American flag because I'm proud of the 98% of America that's going good. I know, and they're going to argue with me, and there's some, some asshole right now going, oh, it's not 98%, it's like 98% bad. Whatever, dude. You're, just, you're an idiot. I stand for the good parts of America, and I stand because we are all willing to fight to change and improve the parts that are bad. We're getting better. It's what we do. You know, we fight enemies and we try to fix ourselves and improve ourselves. We admit to our mistakes, whether we like it or not. We eventually correct our course. But you can't hold it against America forever because they did something bad and corrected it. I'm, st I'm not going to, you know, it's like you got one cop who kills a black guy and now we're all going to, we're not going to, we're all going to kneel before the flag. Why? Because there was one dumbass cop, one stupid asshole white guy. Does he represent all white guys? Does he even represent all cops? No, he doesn't. You don't, you don't degrade your country because of a few people that are screwing up. You stand up for your country and say, I'm proud. I'm going to help fix this. I'm going to move on. And as soon as the national anthem's over, then you turn your attention and the game's over. You turn your attention to going after that cop, going after those people. That's what you go after. You know, and I, I, I'm with you. I'll stand there with you. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to pretend that America is a bad country because we're not. Yeah, we have faults, and we're improving, and we work on them because that's what we do. But we're not a bad country. And Morgan Freeman was right. You know, stop talking about racism. Stop talking about the past. Only bring up stuff that's going on today, and then go fix it and drop it. Just like in a marriage. Quit bringing up the past. You get past it. You fixed it. You move on. When some new incident comes up in your marriage, you address it. You fix it. You apologize and you move on. Every marriage counselor in the world will tell you you can't keep dragging up the past if you ever want to go forward. But boy, in this relationship with racism, that seems to be the opposite. We're, we have to talk about it. We have to throw it in your face. We have to make you angry all over again. So, I don't know. There's 25 minutes of my opinion, but like I said, what do I know? 
Anyway, I'm uh, going to let Gen X Mom proof this, and if she says that it's good enough to be on the podcast, then you guys will get it. And if you're hearing this, then she said it was okay. So that's it. That was my, that was my take. Anyway, you're welcome, America. Catch you on the flip side.